What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Sports Talk Buffalo. I'm your host, Drew. The NFL season is finally upon us, which means we finally get to watch the Buffalo Bills in action. In this episode, I'm going to break down my thoughts and feelings of the Buffalo Bills' first preseason game of the 2019 schedule. So stick around and let's have some fun. Before we jump into this week's show, I just want to take a time out to say thank you to everyone who has continuously listened to me week after week since the beginning of this podcast. We have grown slowly but surely, and for that, I thank you. Now let's keep the ball rolling and this podcast growing by you sharing me with your friends and family, your coworkers, or just anybody that you know that likes to listen to sports talk about Buffalo. Let them know you can hear me on any of the major podcasting websites, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and of course, right here on Anchor. They can also follow me on Twitter at SportsTalkBuffalo716. Again, thank you for all the support. Now let's jump right into the episode. Alright, let's kick this week's episode off as we always do with some top stories from around sports. In the NFL, Dallas Cowboys defensive end Robert Quinn has been suspended for the first two games of the 2019 NFL season for violating the NFL's performance-enhancing drug policy. Also in the NFL, Detroit Lions wide receiver Jermaine Curse has a broken leg. Timetable for his return is unknown. Also in the NFL, the Cleveland Browns traded away running back Duke Johnson Jr., to the Houston Texans in exchange for a conditional fourth-round pick in 2020. Also again in the NFL, Raiders wide receiver Antonio Brown suffered frostbite after not wearing appropriate footwear when he entered the cryotherapy chamber last month. A bit of poetic justice for the Buffalo Bills and their fans as Antonio Brown reportedly rejected a trade to come to Buffalo. Elsewhere in the NHL, Tampa Bay Lightning signed defenseman Kevin Shattenkirk to a one-year deal worth $1.75 million. Shattenkirk was bought out of a dis- after a disappointing stint with the New York Rangers. Also in the NHL, the St. Louis Blues defenseman Joel Edmondson has been awarded a $3.1 million one-year contract by an arbitrator. He was one of four Blues restricted free agents to file for arbitration. In the NCAA, prosecutors in South Carolina dropped drug charges against Georgia Southern QB Shia Wirtz, who was arrested July 31st. Wirtz has since returned to practice. A judge in Pennsylvania has ordered Jerry Sandusky to be taken to a central PA courtroom next month, where he will be resentenced on his 45-count child sex abuse conviction. That's going to do it for Top Stories this week. Stick around as I talk about my thoughts and feelings of the Buffalo Bills in their first preseason game of 2019. All right, welcome to episode 28 of Sports Talk Buffalo. Let's jump right into things and start talking about the Bills' first preseason game of the year and what I felt about it. Now, the Bills won 24-16. Obviously, preseason games don't matter that much in terms of wins and losses. But let's start out with talking about Josh Allen. Now, Allen got the first two possessions of the game 
And in my opinion, just watching it with the eye test, he appears to look a lot more comfortable in the pocket. He doesn't uh, feel phantom pressure like he uh, appeared to last year. He stands tall in the pocket and looks to deliver the ball downfield. If it's not there, he seems like he is a lot more comfortable and has worked a lot more this year on checking the ball down and getting it out of his hands and into the hands of his playmakers. Now, Josh Allen finished the game with uh, 6 of 11 passing for 66 yards. He did also have 8 rushing yards. That is only a 54% completion percentage. However, there were multiple drops in this game from his wide receivers, including one right by the goal line by Zay Jones, who then, for his troubles, got walloped and ended up leaving the game, and his day was done from there on out. But in terms of accuracy, Josh Allen looked so much more comfortable, and and I think that helped with his accuracy in the game. He only had maybe two throws in, in which I felt like he was way off on. Both of them were unfortunately to Zay Jones. One was a an overthrow. He did have Zay Jones down the right sideline. He did overthrow Jones on that play by about five yards or so. And also coming in, I, I believe, I don't know if it was the same drive or the next drive, he did under he tragically underthrow Zay Jones. He had Jones open on what appeared to be a curl route and just basically ended up just throwing the ball into the dirt, uh, which unfortunately could have been a first down for the Buffalo Bills, but uh, they were unable to connect on that play. Another note that I took in this game was that the Buffalo Bills offensive line in the first two series looked very good. Now they did switch the lineup as uh, the offensive line around as the game went forward, but the starting offensive line for the Buffalo Bills was Deion Dawkins at left tackle, Quinton Spain at left guard, Feliciano at center, Ford at right guard, and Ty and Secchi at right tackle, and that was the offensive line for both series for Josh Allen. And I tell you what, in both series they looked very strong, in my opinion. It looked like Allen had more than enough time to be able to deliver the ball downfield, and he looked comfortable standing in the pocket with those guys around him. A far better uh, offensive line protection than was last year, as they were just completely atrocious at times last year, giving Josh Allen absolutely no time to throw the ball. As the game went on, of course, uh, Feliciano came out of the game, and then it was Bodine uh, the rest of the way. Uh, Bodine for a, a majority of it. Uh, Bodine with McDermott on his left tackle, Teller as his left guard, Long as his right guard, and Ford at right tackle. So they moved guard uh, uh, Ford, I, I beg your pardon, from right guard to right tackle on the next two series with Matt Barkley in. And the line still did look pretty good on most of the, the pass attempts. It also seemed to open up more holes for the running backs than they did last year. Uh, a big thing for the Buffalo Bills was last year they had zero run game simply because it seemed like the offensive line couldn't open up any holes. It made for a very tough uh, running uh 
running for LaShawn McCoy, I beg your pardon. It it really was tough for the Buffalo Bills, and it ended up leading to Josh Allen being the Buffalo Bills' leading runner last year. Now, some more notes I have on this game, and I'm sure that you guys are going to think I'm backtracking a little bit here, but somebody who really impressed me in this game was Devin Singletary. Now, I was a critic of the Bills drafting Singletary in the third round. I thought that they had other needs, including wide receiver, that they needed to address and that they still had a decent stable of running backs, but they did go out and draft Singletary. And again, after watching some of his highlights and some of his film um, at uh, Florida Atlantic, I was not overly impressed. But in his first game with the Buffalo Bills, in his first game action where I was able to see him and and really uh, pay attention to him, I tell you what, at least in the first game, my mind has changed, man. My mind has changed. I think Singletary is going to be a very solid running back in this league. Is he going, is he going to be able to explode and run for an 85-yard touchdown? Realistically, with his 40-time, probably not. But he looks very shifty. He finds the hole very, very well. He has tremendous instincts. He sheds tackles very well. He is very difficult to bring down. And he can play physical. Uh, in the game, he caught a screen pass from Matt Barkley. Was about a yard or two short of the first down. Bounced off of a defender or two, and then was able to pick up the first down. That really stuck out to me, so much so that I wrote it down in my notes for the game. I thought that was very impressive. He also had another, uh, he had two more catches in the game, uh, showing that they can use him in the passing game, um, something that they did not do in college. Another note I took here was that Matt Barkley looks like a legitimate uh, NFL quarterback, man. He looks like the Bills will be in good hands if Josh Allen does go down. I I'm not I won't be as worried as I was last year when Allen went down and they had you know uh, Anderson and, and those guys uh, in the lineup. It just wasn't uh, it wasn't good. They the Bills did not have great backups last year. And with the addition of Matt Barkley, obviously after coming in 13 days and just blowing up the New York Jets last year, they signed him to a two-year extension. And good on them because Barkley looks like a legitimate, uh, legitimately good backup for the uh, the Buffalo Bills. In this game, though, I, I want to see Barkley fall on the bad snap. He kind of runs by the ball and does a little Cam Newton-esque step back instead of just falling on it, and that kind of, uh, it it ended up being a turnover for the Buffalo Bills. Some things that you can't really have in the regular season, especially if he uh, ends up going in at any point during the season. He did, however, have some very, very solid throws in this game. Uh, One for a touchdown. He ended the game with uh, uh, 9 of 14 throwing for 126 yards and a touchdown. He looked very, very impressive in this game. I thought. Now, Robert Foster, I, I was trying to pay a little bit more attention to him. He did get some targets. Uh, he looked like he, he did drop one pass. He looked like he was going to make a spectacular catch on a Tyree Jackson ball downfield for uh, a big gain, but 
Upon further review, the ball did hit the ground, and it was not. Uh, it was the call was overturned on the field, and it was not a catch. Something else I want to talk about is that the Bills' defense looked every bit as good as last year, if not better. And that was from every single team that they put out there. First team, second team, and third team. And in my opinion, as long as Frazier and McDermott are are the defensive coordinator and the head coach on this team, this team is easily going to be a top five or top 10 defense in the NFL. I don't think you ever really have to worry about defense as long as these guys are the defensive coordinator uh, and the head coach. Now, of course, they were playing against the second and third string quarterbacks and fourth fourth string quarterback too. Um, but I really, I think that they looked fantastic. Um, they held the, the Colts to just uh, 14 points and they really beat up, uh, you know, they really beat these guys up uh, inside and outside. Uh, another thing that I wanted to talk about is Ed Oliver. Ed Oliver is ad as advertised. He is a beast. There was one play where he takes on a double team and sheds both blockers and still gets in on the tackle. That is the type of player that we need as our defensive tackle to take over for Kyle Williams. And that was actually a very tremendous play considering he was going up against a guard who was a Pro Bowl guard last year and he was doing a an absolutely fantastic job uh, against the Colts guard. I have nothing but good things to say about Ed Oliver, and I think that he's only going to continue to get better as the uh, the year goes on and as his career progresses. Now we're going to go on to the UB prospect, and this one was a tough one. Uh, you know, after watching Tyree all of last year uh, with the Bulls, I really thought that he had a chance to potentially be a late-round draft pick. I didn't think he was going to ever go as high as some of the projections were saying, you know, second round, third round, fourth round. I really believed that he was more of a fifth, sixth, seventh-round guy, somebody that a team should take a flyer on for sure, a guy who was very raw coming out of college, but who possessed some incredible traits. You can't teach height. You can't teach arm. You can't teach athleticism. He has all those things. The things that you can teach are the things that he needs to work on. He needs to work on his pocket presence. He needs to work on his footwork and mechanics. And he needs to work on being able to read a defense. Now, Tyree Jackson was just 2 of 10 in this game. But he did throw for 45 yards. And he did scramble for uh, an additional five yards. Unfortunately, it was on six carries. I look forward to, uh, to to better games from Tyree Jackson. I really, really do. And that's just, you know, I, I look forward to it. Do I think he's going to make the team? I don't. Honestly, I don't think they're going to keep three quarterbacks on the team. But I do think that he is going to be on the practice squad. They're going to have a guy... Um, that can be able to step right in and be a backup potentially if he if he can show flashes if he can show more than he showed in this game he played the whole second half and he he looked I mean he had some catchable balls that that weren't caught 
But in the same sense, he threw a couple of passes to Duke Williams that just completely sailed on him. Uh, didn't even give Williams a chance to, to make a play on the pass. Tyree Jackson throwing to his left just, you know, whips it out of bounds, basically. And what he needs to work on is when the rush is coming at him, he needs to learn how to not drop his eyes to the rush and keep his eyes downfield and be able to manipulate the pocket a little bit better. Of course, at UB playing in a lesser conference like the MAC conference, he was able to just roll to his left or roll to his right potentially and gun it downfield to either K.J. Osborne or Anthony Johnson, and they were able to come up and make big plays for him time and again, and that would that really kind of hit a lot of his weaknesses. But, you know, when you watch him, his weakness, the more you watch him, the more his weaknesses are apparent. And I think that working with a Josh Allen, with a Matt Barkley, with a Ken Dorsey, their quarterback's coach, is only going to help this kid in his career. I really thought he should have stayed in college for an extra year. But of course, with his center and, you know, losing his top two receivers and losing, uh, you know, some guys on the defense, I think he felt that he wouldn't have as successful a season as he had in Buffalo last year. So I think that he made the decision to come out. Uh, Unfortunately, right now, it does not look like a very good decision as, of course, he was not drafted He was signed by the Bills as an undrafted free agent, and I do think that he will get more opportunities as the preseason goes along. How many more opportunities? I'm not really sure. Hopefully they give him all the opportunities that they can. I really want this kid to grow, and I really want this kid to make an NFL roster. He is just a a fantastic person, and he is actually a very good quarterback if they can start to mold him and make him more of a of a pocket passer and less of more of like a, like a scrambling around kind of backyard type football player like he was at UB. Now we're going to go over some of the final stats for everyone. Well, recapping the final QB stats in this game, Josh Allen went 6 of 11 for 66 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. Uh, he did also scramble for 8 yards. Matt Barkley was 9 of 14 for 126 and a touchdown, no interceptions. And Tyree Jackson was just 2 of 10 for 45 yards, and he added 5 rushing yards. Tyree Jackson did also not turn the ball over. A big thing in this game, he should, I mean, he got one carry, and he showed tremendous speed and fantastic cutback ability, which is Wade from the UK that the Bills got in the program that the NFL has with the UK bringing players over. Uh, A former star rugby player, Wade, had one carry, and boy, it was a good one. He made a cutback to his right, found a hole, and just exploded through it and just completely torched uh, the Colts' defense for 65 yards and a touchdown it was just a fantastic moment for Wade, and all of his uh, teammates mobbed him on the sidelines. It was just a fantastic thing to see. I really hope that kid gets a little bit more opportunity coming up in the crowded backfield that the Buffalo Bills have. Uh, another player that I think had a pretty solid game is Marcus Murphy. Murphy had six carries for 33 yards and looked every bit as good as we've seen him last year when given the opportunity. 
of course, you have Devin Singletary. He had nine carries for just 27 yards, but he did have three catches also for 21 yards and showed some flashes on why the Buffalo Bills drafted him uh, as high as the the third round goes. That is, uh, again, he really, really impressed me in this game. I hope he continues to build on it. And who knows, maybe him continuing to build on it, he will provide himself more opportunities in the regular season uh, coming up this year. Now, Brown and Beasley, obviously, they're not going to play a lot in the first preseason game. Both of them only had one catch. Brown had one catch for 10 yards, and Cole Beasley had one catch for 13 yards. Although, I I think watching Beasley in this game, he is going to be a fantastic security blanket for Josh Allen. We didn't really have any guys that could separate, you know, in that 5 to 10 yard mark uh, last year, and I, I think that it's going to do nothing but great things for Josh Allen to be able to to check it down to a guy like Cole Beasley to get that seven, eight, nine yards and pick up, be able to pick up a first down. Another, I don't want to say storyline. This is kind of a weak story, but the punters for Buffalo. Now Buffalo had issues punting last year, and it looks like their issues are going going to continue this year as uh, Borquez had three punts for uh, 120 yards. He averaged just 40 yards a punt. And then Carter had two punts for 87 yards, and he averaged uh, 43.5 yards per punt. He seems like he's going to hold the slight edge as uh, Burquez had a, um, a a fairly tough day uh, in terms of, of punting for him. Hauschka did miss a, a kick. He hasn't missed... Hauschka hasn't missed a kick that close in the regular season since I think they said 2013. Um, but I really don't think there's a problem with the kicking. I think uh, the faster we can figure out who our punter is going to be, the more comfortable Hauschka is going to be able to get with that punter being his holder. And I think that we'll see the player that we have seen uh, in this past season. And there's a reason why they call him House Money. He's He's one of the best kickers in the NFL, and I'm very glad that the Buffalo Bills have him on their side. All in all, it was a pretty exciting game with a lot to watch. I look forward to the next game for the Buffalo Bills coming up next week, Friday, I believe. That it, There was a lot of different storylines to watch. David Sills didn't really do a whole lot. Duke Johnson didn't really do a whole lot. I thought they would get more of an opportunity than they have been getting. Um, and hopefully they, they get more of an opportunity as the preseason goes on. But uh, yeah, there was some pretty decent storylines in this game, and I thought it was a pretty exciting game. I, you know, I've really grown to, to like watching preseason. I used to hate preseason football, and I used to absolutely detest watching it. But it has grown on me over the years, and, and, and starting to watch the backups and, and start to get really excited about some of these guys making the team or not making the team. And things like that. But uh, that's all I got for you guys this week. Thanks again for listening. Remember you can follow me on Twitter. At Sports Talk Buffalo 716. You can also hear me on any of the major podcasting websites. So tell your friends and family. They can hear me on Apple Podcasts. Google Podcasts. Stitcher Spotify. And of course Anchor. Just to name a few. That's going to do it for this week. Thanks for listening. You guys have a good one.